reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass away from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of these least commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. In the Gospel reading, our Lord tells us that he has not come to abolish the law or the prophets, but to fulfill them. In the first reading, we hear Moses speaking to the people about the law and how he had entrusted the law to them, taught it to them, and they have to keep that law. So we have to make a couple of distinctions first. There are two kinds of laws. There are moral laws, in the Old Testament, and there are ritual laws in the Old Testament. The ritual laws have been done away with. Those include the kosher laws and all the things regarding the Jewish sacrifices and so on. The moral laws are all still in effect, 100%. Moral laws are based on natural law. They cannot change. They will never change. People want to look at things and say, well, but it's no longer required that you have to do this and that, so why should it be required we have to do these? Because they're two different kinds of laws. So that's what we have to be very, very clear about. Now, having said that, our Lord made very clear that not even the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter is going to pass away until all of it is fulfilled. We have made quite a living these days in our society of tap dancing around the law of God. And sometimes we're not even tap dancing around it, we're just plain rejecting it. Most of it has to do with particularly sexual morality. But when we look at what's going on in our society, it's worse than what is presented in the law because, of course, back then when the law was presented, there were some things that are tragically able to be done today that no one back then would have even dreamed of. So, for instance, the Old Testament, a man who dresses like a woman or a woman who dresses like a man is condemned. Being a transvestite is wrong. Whoever would have thought that a man would think that he's a woman or a woman think that he's a man and say, well, I'm going to have a change now. This is ludicrous. A man lying with another man as if though with a woman, they're to be put to death. And instead today we're saying, oh, this is love. No, it isn't. If you truly love someone, you're not going to violate them. We're doing all kinds of filthy, rotten things and saying it's all okay. Fornication has suddenly become okay. Cohabitation is the norm. 
After all, we have to find out if we can live together before we try to get married. Funny thing is that most people who live together before getting married get divorced. People who don't live together before getting married don't get divorced. But, you know, who cares about the facts? We have a better way. We don't need to follow God's law because we figured out a better way. The better way is a disaster because it's not a better way. It's false. It is pure selfishness. It's because it's what I want to do, not because of being right, but because of being selfish. If I want my pleasure, if I want whatever, and it's going to be at the expense of another person, uh, we'll just find a way around it. We'll find a way of trying to explain how this is really a good thing and this is really all right. Look at the media. They have made an entire living off of this. All that they do is twist the truth constantly and people buy it. We have become experts at rationalization and even more so at playing semantic games, using the words and making them say things that they don't mean and twisting the truth to make it say what we want it to say. But God is truth and he can't be twisted. And so the truth is going to remain the same. The truth can never, ever, ever, ever change. Just because we think that we built a better mousetrap, you're not going to fool God. You might get a bunch of mice in there, but you're not going to get God in there. So if we're going to be stupid enough to stick our tail into a mousetrap, that's our problem. But don't try and say that it was a good thing. Don't try to say it's okay because, you know, there are a whole bunch of mousetraps around, so it's fun for me to do this. No. The devil is setting mousetraps all over the place. But that doesn't mean it's a good idea for us to walk into them. And if we keep walking into them to find a way of justifying why it's okay. After all, everyone else is doing it. That doesn't do anything. Jesus made very clear that not only is the law not going to pass away, but anyone who breaks the least of them and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. And we literally today have priests and bishops who are saying things like, oh, well, the church's teaching is wrong. Really? Think about really what that means. Because usually when they're talking about that, they're talking about homosexuality. So now we're saying the Bible is wrong. And we're saying the church has been wrong for 2,000 years. And if the Bible is wrong, that means it's not the word of God. And if the church is wrong in her teaching, that means that the church is not divine. And if the church is wrong about something so basic as that, why would we ever trust anything else that the church has taught? Because if we can be wrong about one thing, we can be wrong about something else. And if the Bible's not the word of God, because after all, it's wrong, 
we somehow suddenly know better than God, then there is no truth anymore. We can just make up our own stuff. We don't need the scriptures. We don't need the church. We don't need anything. Because after all, God obviously is wrong. It's his mistake. And isn't it wonderful that I know better than God? Why would you worship a God who is not perfect? Why would you worship a God who's just like you? Going to make a bunch of mistakes and blew it here and blew it there because I guess he didn't know human nature very well. He only created it, but he didn't understand it, obviously, because we do. Why would you worship him? Well, look what's going on. They don't. They've walked away from God. What is absolutely mind-boggling is that what they have done instead is to cho they've chosen to worship Satan. And when you talk about how stupid human beings can be, first we're going to deny and reject the law of God. We're going to deny and reject the Son of God and everything that he taught us. And then we're going to turn to Satan? Come on! But of course, what's Satan do? He tells you what you want to hear. God doesn't. God tells you the truth. And sometimes we don't want to hear the truth. But the devil is more than happy to tell us whatever we want to hear, whatever lie is going to suit us. It's okay for you to do this. The church has been wrong over all these. We've, we've learned now. This is the 21st century. Let's get with it. Blah, 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 blah. What a bunch of trash. It is about time that we reject the vile creature and all of his lies as we promised on the day that we were baptized that we were going to do. And it's about time that we get back to the truth and reality and we look at it and say, God gave us the truth for a reason. He gave us the law for a reason. And our Lord told us that none of it's going to pass away until all of it is fulfilled. And it won't be fulfilled at 100% until the day that our Lord returns in his second coming. At which point, those who have lived a righteous life will go to heaven. And what will they do? They will live the truth for the rest of eternity. So none of it's going to pass away. The truth is the truth. None of it will pass away ever. So we haven't figured out a better way. We don't have some kind of enlightenment all of a sudden where we know better than God. The truth is the truth. If we believe the scriptures to be divinely inspired, this isn't just something that some guy 3,500 years ago out in the desert with the sun beaten down on his head came up with, and maybe he was wrong because he was a little delirious or something with the sun, so he wrote these things. Coming out of a Hebrew culture, what would he have known about American culture in the 21st century AD? I mean, you know, really. See how easy it is just to deny everything? We can come up with any reason why we don't have to believe. 
How about the one reason to believe? God. It is the word of God. There isn't any other reason. So all the lies, all the nonsense, all the obfuscations, all the garbage, let's reject that. And the one thing that is true and the one that cannot change, let's accept that. That's as simple as it gets. We don't have to worry about figuring it all out. God already did, and he gave it to us, and he told us that this is what we have to follow, and he told us that none of it is going to pass away ever because it can't, because it's written in our hearts, and that can't change. So let's reject the lies and the selfishness and everything else, and let's live what it is that we profess our belief in God, who has revealed himself in Jesus Christ, who has given to us the sacred scriptures, who has founded a church to be able to teach us the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And just because there are people in the church, even who wear Roman collars and even who wear zucchettos and everything else, that doesn't mean that the people are telling us the truth. So just because someone said it's okay, Father James Martin has the biggest Twitter following of anyone in Christianity. How despicable is that? But he says what a whole bunch of people want to hear. It's not true, but that's okay, I guess. No, it's not. God speaks the truth. He doesn't need a Twitter account. He should have the greatest following in the universe, and he does because all the angels and saints follow him. So that's what we have to choose. Who are we going to follow? Some talking head, some celebrity, some ignorant individual who likes to be able to mouth off and think that they know something and lead everybody astray? Or God? Choice should be pretty obvious. The Lord has given us the fullness of the truth. He has laid it out for us and told us to follow it. That's the only choice we have to really make. Reject the lies, choose the truth, because the truth is a person. And that person cannot and will not ever change. Therefore, neither can the truth. So just because we think that we're living in an enlightened age, all we're doing is proving just the opposite. Look around. The darkness has descended upon us. We are not enlightened. When we're rejoicing that dark is light and right is wrong and good is bad, we've got it all upside down and backwards. Let's get it back where it belongs. There is one God. He is truth. He is love. Put our faith in him and live it. Because nothing of God is ever going to go away, not even the littlest jot or tittle. It's all going to remain for eternity. And that's what he has presented to us so that we can be fulfilled, truly fulfilled in who he created us to be. So the truth is there. We need to choose it. We need to live it. We need to teach it. 
And if we do that, Jesus said, we will be called among the greatest in the kingdom of heaven.